what happened was since they were having this issue and they brought it up to us as a challenge they were having, we suggested just adding some task lighting, right? Because since it's a specific task. My name is Jose Moreno. On this podcast, we discuss current and future trends in the electrical industry. Welcome to the life of an electrical contractor. Welcome to the life of an electrical contractor. So today on this podcast, we're actually, you know, like I told you guys, we're, we had discussed uh, current and future trends. And today I'm actually really excited because uh, I actually have a, a guy that I've, I've worked with a couple years already. You know, uh, we've actually had the pleasure of uh, closing a couple projects together. Um, and what I wanted to uh, really bring him on, the reason I wanted to bring him on is to discuss uh what, what, what we do, right? The, the, the current trend and this future, uh, this future, uh, life that we can be discussing of, right? So, um, what he does is, is led lighting. I know on the last episode, I, I told you guys a lot about led, uh, lighting, and this is why I thought it'd be a great, great idea to actually bring them on. Uh, so you can actually, uh, hear the discussions, uh, hear from, from the actual, uh, you know, uh, real life manufacturers, uh, representative, right? So let's, so let's welcome Alan Schutz from Ascend Sales and Marketing. And let, Alan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Good morning, Jose. Yes. Um, I want to thank you for having me on your podcast this week. I watched your previous podcast and, uh, it was nice to get to know you on a personal level. We have done business together, but, um, it was nice to hear your background and your family. Um, I too used the small business association division called score to help me run start my new business. Uh, I was an owner in another company, but I was a salesman. I, as you said, didn't deal with lawyers and accountants and have to get insurance. And, uh, it was quite a learning experience and they did help me. And I was grateful for that to get started. Um, so my background, I have been a rep for a very long time. I was full line electrical. We had electrical enclosures and ballast manufacturers and cable tray. We started to get into LED lighting in 2015. And I really took to that. I really enjoyed it. Um, working with end users. And you know, as you will see, as you have seen, every experience, every application is different. And so I enjoy going to facilities, looking at their existing lighting and finding the best products available to upgrade them to the newest technology products. And uh, so I took to it, as I said, in 2015, I grew that division with my old company and it became my whole life. I was less interested in selling enclosures and transformers um i enjoyed and, and even with those products i still went in and did consultative type selling helping them pick the best products but i like the lighting and uh, that is what uh, i am doing strictly now so so uh, alan let me ask you something this is obviously uh you you had an array of of experience in selling a multiple uh line of things in, in the electrical field and obviously you, you like you mentioned you uh something got your attention on the LED, right? Uh, and you mentioned uh, technology, right? And, and consulting. What, what do you feel was, um, 
what do you feel is 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 the biggest uh bang right on the led like what why do you why did you want to move into that world sure it's a great question and what i found is um that many of our customers people that we deal with <clears throat> excuse me on a very on a day-to-day basis don't think about their lighting they're in a manufacturing plant they're making a product they don't think about productivity or the light levels, they just keep making those products. They don't look up at light fixtures, which is what I do. I walk into a facility and I look up. I want to see what they have in their facility. Yeah, that, that, that's, so that's the, actually a great answer because you know what? I, I actually do the same thing. I walk into these new facilities every now and then, and the first thing I look at is the lighting. And, and sometimes I don't want to give the customer a, you know the bad news because they called me in for something else, but it's like, wow, you're lighting you know, it kind of sucks, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and now as far as like in your studies, uh, what, what do you feel, does it affect you? Uh, does it, does, let me use the right words. Does it affect the productivity or does it, uh, oh, do you feel like it affects it? And, and does it, is, have you seen any changes or any feedback from your customers afterwards? Absolutely. So uh, the older technologies, whether it's HID or fluorescent light sources, depreciate very quickly. So again, and you, you gradually, with that depreciation, you don't notice it, but you can go to 40 and 50% less light output. Um, wow. So especially your older workforce needs more light. And so their productivity, if they have to read packages, if they have to look at labels on a box, it takes them longer with the lower light levels to read those instructions or pull inventory or even assemble product. So yeah, that's, that's LED light sources don't depreciate nearly. They depreciate very little. And so you, yeah, wow, we that's, design yeah, that, that, the that, system. That's definitely a big plus, right? It's definitely a big Oh yeah. Plus. We design the system re- to be equal to what their old system was originally. Okay. And it maintains that. And they're, you know, the most important thing is there's 40 and 50% energy savings to the customer. That That's what I was going to get at. Cause, cause I think that's the part where the customer completely uh, discounts uh, the power of led lighting, right? Everything you just mentioned is, is, um, is easily able to be uh, communicated to him or her. Uh, but ultimately what, what, like every uh, you know, business owner or or manager of some sorts, it's it's the dollars, right? So, in that depreciation you spoke about, does that light fixture spend less energy or uh, or burn up less electricity? No. If you had a four hundred watt metal halide fixture, it has the transformer, so it's consuming about four hundred and fifty watts. Even at 50% of their light output, you're still consuming 450 watts. So we're going to give a 200-watt fixture that will be as bright or brighter than when it came out of the box originally. That, that's, that's the, I, I believe that's where the home run is. That's, and it's easily missed, right? Because um, there's obviously got to be some form of uh, investment at the beginning, right? But, sure. but back to, back, back to the, um, the savings, sort of say, right? So if in, in your opinion or in your uh, expertise, sort of say, is, uh, the depreciation, where, where does that happen? Like, is there, is there a, 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 
I don't know, like an average of where, like a four, since we're using a 400 watt uh, HID metal halide, where does that depreciation, depreciation um, actually start? Does it actually start from the beginning or does it kind of take- Starts right away. It's very gradual. There are many studies and charts that show the depreciation, but yeah, just a couple of years after you install an HID light source uh, and fluorescent to a, a great extent, uh, there's massive depreciation. Wow. So, so, so you have a, a light fixture that uh, you install. Uh, the, it begins to depreciate right away. Um, and you're still paying the same cost of electricity. Well, actually, uh, you're still getting, uh, actually, I should say, you're, you're still spending the same amount of electricity. The actual amount of electricity you're, you're actually getting charged goes up because obviously rates go up every year, right? Um, so that's a whole nother conversation, right? Yeah, that's very true. So uh, that's that has so much to do with what, why I became passionate about this. I like working with people, and I I can help everybody that gives me the time to look at their lighting systems. So, so before we go into the different type of lights or different type of LEDs or, or that we are that we're going to actually discuss today is, I, so have you felt any uh, like? What, what do you feel like when you, when you first reach out to a customer or a customer reaches out to me or, or, or someone like me reaches out to you saying, hey, listen, I have a potential uh, client who's looking to you know, do a retrofit. Um, what is that? What, what would you say is that hang up on, on, on the end user? You know? Well, of course, it's the fear of uh, the unknown and what we like to do. And of course, not only us, but other people that are in like businesses like myself is to, to do a sample. Let's get a room. You and I have done it. Let's put some product into their facility so they can see. We have to take all of that fear away. You know, do they have the right Kelvin temperature? Is it too bright? Is it not bright enough? We, the last thing we want to do is fill a building with bad inventory, product mm -hmm. that people really don't like. So, um, so yeah, it's just really letting the customers see what the product is going to look like in their environment, and that will take the fear of the unknown away. That, that's 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 a great share because you're right. I, I think in the experiences we've had, I think uh, the uh, the biggest hangup is how is it going to look here, right? And 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 they always want to compare it to what they currently have, which is the difficult part because it's we're literally telling them what you have right now it's not good and we're gonna put something that is gonna it's gonna it's gonna be it's uh i guess it's close it's close match but to today's technology right to today's uh what, what's out there now and for the most part like you mentioned before we're talking to the 400 watt it's a 400 watt uh metal halide we're replacing with a 200 watt led i guess which is going to completely trump the, I mean, it's just going to, it's going to be like night and day almost, right? When you put them right next to each other and they think it's a little too bright, right? So can you, can, what, what have you been able to, um, what have you been able to, to share with the clients uh, when that question comes up? Like, oh my God, it's, it's a lot brighter than the one that's there. And obviously it has to do with what we were talking about earlier, but how, how do you approach that situation? So just if you look at my background here, you will see a facility that we upgraded their lighting. And in the back were some existing fixtures that they hadn't upgraded yet. So they had a very warm 3000 Kelvin 
uh, HID light source. And now when they went to, this, in this case, a 5,000, again, I went from 400 watts to in that facility, 150 watt high bay. Um, it was much brighter. And some people would walk through and say, you, you made it too bright. Why didn't you go for a lower wattage fixture instead of this? And what we said is we matched what the existing was. And you just can't feel that you don't remember or you didn't work here. It could have been seven or eight years ago. So what I will say is everybody gets used to it. Anytime you go into a facility that upgraded to LED, and in this case, people feel much more comfortable. It's a an industrial facility handling products that they may have missed something on a label because they really couldn't see it when you're, again, you're looking at that very warm and low lit. Absolutely. I, um, I think I was at a facility where I think for like about two years ago, um, we were actually, they were facing that challenge uh, of, of certain uh, people in certain area departments were having a tough time identifying, um, I guess uh, something in 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 their in their production, right? It was whatever it was, maybe a scratch or something. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but they were having a tough time identifying it. Um, their lighting was about twelve years old, twelve to fifteen years old. Uh, obviously, it was already outdated. Uh, the depreciation was probably way more than fifty percent. I mean, I, I want to say it was. I think there were uh, maybe four hundred watt fixtures, and they were, if anything, at somewhere at a hundred, if that. I mean, it was just so. It was crazy, but it, since there was so many of them, you can't tell, right? You really couldn't tell the difference because they all looked the same, right? But what happened was since they were having this issue and they brought it up to us as a challenge they were having, we suggested just adding some task lighting, right? Because since it's a specific task and when we added this uh, task lighting, it was exactly the color you were talking about, the 5K, uh, 5000K color and it was like night and day. It, it was the same color, sort of say, right? Because the HID, the metal halide is white and, and the uh, 5K is white light too. It's just so much more, so much more lumens, I guess, right? Uh, it, was, it, it was night and day where they started, let's add them everywhere. Um, obviously, that is kind of a, a little silly if you think about it, right? Because they decided to add so much task lighting, but then they were not paying attention to, you know, the bigger issue they could... They could just upgrade the whole building, right? The other lighting, right? But like everything, it's it's uh some people sometimes are just not ready for that, right? They're not ready uh to to hear that perhaps their lighting is is outdated, right? It's it's just something that people don't consider. They have their businesses that they run very successfully, they're very happy. The last thing they want is to make a change that, like you said, they're now gonna have to lay money out. Um and of course. You know, we could talk later, but there are rebates and, you know, things that are offered to offset the cost. The utility companies don't want to build power plants. They're very interested in customers upgrading to these new technologies. So it makes it easier. But something to your point about your customer, when I was in my old career selling enclosures, I got called into a manufacturing facility and they were buying, they wanted to actually take an, um, an enclosure that they buy as an OEM, put their product in it and resell it, and they needed to cool it. So they brought me in to help them cool the enclosure to size an air conditioner that would be mounted on their enclosure. I was with 
my distributor partner and the owner of this OEM in North Jersey. So we, the, this was a huge, uh, an awakening for me. And I had just started in the LED lighting career, my career. As we were sizing this, in the bottom of the enclosure on the door, I'm sure you've seen it a thousand times, there was a label with the part number. And I asked the building owner if he could just give me the part number, then I would have the dimensions of the enclosure and that would help me in sizing the air conditioner. So he got down on his knees and he took his camera out and he turned the flashlight on the camera. He couldn't, it was so dark in this facility he couldn't read the label. He read it off to me and I left and I came back and we quoted the enclosure and I took a look around this facility and I said, I'd like to give you a sample of an LED high bay fixture. I'm looking at your workforce. They're an older force um, and maybe they just need task lighting, as you said, that might be the solution. But in this case, it was dark everywhere. And they retrofitted their warehouse. It was the last thing on this building owner's mind. Wow, wow. But, for, but you're right. The lighting in many of the facilities that you and I go into are old style antiquated light systems that are wasting a lot of money. So, so absolutely. So actually what you, you actually hit um, a, a point that I wanted to move on to was uh, retrofitting. So, so, why don't, why don't we discuss a little bit about what retrofitting is? I mean, from my perspective, retrofitting is, you know, uh, we're necessarily not going to change the whole system. We're going to, whether it's a fluorescent, maybe uh, take you know, remove the ballast and put a um, a, a direct-powered uh, LED lamp, you know, um, or if it's a, uh, or if it's, again, a high bay of some sort, remove the ballast, keep, keep everything that's there, right? And just maybe put in a corn lamp. No, is that, is that how you uh, look at retrofitting? So, well, what again, as I said, every application is different. If I go into a facility and the fixtures are in great shape, then yes, um, one of my greatest vendors is selling tubes, LED tubes and HID replacement source, lamp sources, uh, corn cobs, as you said. If a fixture is in great shape, yeah, that's a low cost solution to convert that fixture to LED. But in many cases, as I go in, the fixtures are bent or um, cracked, not sealed, especially in an industrial environment. Um, so, and, and in many cases, and I'm sure you've seen this too, warehouses, people will move racks and now the light is above the rack. You need to move the fixture. So if you're moving the fixture, um, more than likely, we're just gonna change the fixture. But my criteria is if it's an old fixture that's at end of life, it's probably worth buying a new fixture that has an integrated LED system. If the fixture is in good shape, parking lots, then we have directional corn cobs that direct all of the light down. Again, getting 50 and 60, up to 75% energy savings. It's a low cost. Remove the ballast from the power, um, source, as you said, and direct drive these lamps. So we do a lot of that, and we do a lot of new fixtures as well. Do you find that, obviously, it's definitely a... There's definitely a price difference between the two, but is 
do you get the same um well actually let me let me ask you a question when you say end of life fixture or or the fixtures at its end of life what what would you say that is like what what in your i mean obviously uh leaving out sure. uh people hitting them and 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 yeah. you know because obviously we see we've seen all that right like in, in the factory high lows hit lights all the time and that's why like you said they're bent but what would you say is an average life of a life fixture I don't think there's an average. Okay. It is the environment. So uh, end of life is just caused by, if it's outdoors, the environment. Acid rain is affecting the fixture heads and the poles. Um, uh, in many cases, we don't change the poles, but um, the fixtures do get you know, beat up. The lenses yellow over time. And that, uh, that's kind of where I was heading at, the lens, right? Because a lot of these fixtures, like I've seen, I've gone into some facilities where they've done a retrofit with corn lamps, and, but the lenses are yellow. And they have yeah. a, and they have a, 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 you know, five, a 5K uh, corn lamp. And it's just like, what, it, I'm getting a headache just from walking around. You know, it's like, like is that something that, and again, I, I get it, low, it's low cost, right? Because the, the, corn, the corn lamp, it's, it's significantly less uh, less of an ex initial upfront expense versus putting a new fixture, but is is that is that even helpful to a manufacturer who's I mean if well, we were trying to like what we were talking about before actually trying to uh, make the environment better for them, right? Well, again, it's all application driven. Corn cobs are great now. Corn cobs there are a variety of corn cobs, and what I see misapplied is people will take a three sixty corn cob and put that into a high bay where it's space up or they will put it into an area light or wall pack and most of the light gets trapped in the fixture so i've where the corn cob is a low cost alternative and it's fine you get long life out of it great warranty you really need to make sure you apply the right product and that's something i have to tell you that i'm proud to promote because in my previous career, we had a line of corn cobs, 360s. I didn't sell anything else. For every application, I used a 360 corn cob. When I started my new business and became, uh, became the representative for light efficient design, they have one for high bays. Again, it screws in, they're very well cooled, and all of the LED diodes face down. For wall packs and area lights, they have drivers with fans and all of the LEDs face down. You know, they were taking a clear lamp source, HID lamp source, with these great reflectors, the light would hit the reflector and give you the optics that you, you know, built into your system. When you put a corn cob, the light gets trapped because it's a solid object, it's not opaque. And it just gets trapped in the fixture. You're getting 30, 40, 50% loss of light from a corn cob, I see it everywhere, and, and that that may and be that that may be what and I was seeing. You know that that could actually be what I was seeing in some of these places where they actually go into that route, right? Um, but you're right. I actually, I think I did some. I did buy some corns from you uh, last year or two years, actually two years ago or so. And um, I remember having that. That was one of the questions for what was the application, and and I guess like ultimately, like everything else, we were gonna do in our in our lives that. Every, you got to get the right thing for the right uh for the right environment the right application so so um i guess the corn the corn cob is is a wonderful idea uh so long as you take all those things into into account i guess right absolutely it's a big part of our business it is a 
uh, uh, lower cost. There are rebates on those as well. Oh, that's good to so know. So it is a lower cost alternative. It, if your fixtures are in great shape, you don't need to replace your fixture. Hmm. Great, great. Yeah, and that that's something. Now, as far as that, you walking into a client, um, is that something you bring up? As an alternative, like, listen, you don't need to buy a brand new fixture. Fixtures look all right. When, you know, this is a, this is a, a, a huge, you know. okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I like to do what's best for everybody. That, in my previous career, the former owner of the company felt that every project, every application had to be great for everybody, not just one person, whether it was the building owner, the rep, the distributor, the end user, the contractor, everybody had to be whole. So for me to just sell a high price product and not help an end user, it's not even in my thought process. Awesome. We, awesome. we need to do what's best for everybody. And there's awesome, yeah. and I guess enough. ultimately the only way to do that is to actually get your get yourself to the actual building, right? Do an actual exactly. uh, walk through audit, look at look at what's look at what's happening around there, right? Yeah. So through this pandemic, where if you go back a year and a half ago or just over a year ago, probably 70% of my time was going on to distributors and just seeing the people, giving them literature, looking for applications. And then 30% was going to the field. Now, distributors don't even want to see vendors today. So I would say this year I've made maybe 20 site visits. I think two were to a distributor to bring some samples or products, but Everything else has just been going to site visits. My distributor partners also go. I have great distributor partners, as you know, that are very qualified and they can go. So one of us needs to be there um, to really see what the existing facility looks like and how we could best upgrade the fixtures to the best technology. It's what we do. Awesome. Awesome. So, so. Another thing is like we were talking about uh, obviously facilities. So warehouses in, in, to me are, are a huge place that, that we can actually bring this technology to, right? Cause a lot of people, they don't look at it, you know, that that's, that it's just a dark warehouse really, right? For them, they don't even care. But what I'm, what I try to tell these guys is yes, your warehouse is dark and maybe you don't care, but your electric bill is the same. Let me upgrade your lights. It's going to look awesome. And your electric bill is actually going to go lower. And then, oh yeah, like you mentioned before, we may be able to get some rebates and it may cost you almost nothing. So what, what, what do you see as far as a, a, a solutions that a, an electrician, like someone like an electrician that's already serving, a, who has a customer base, how can they bring this up to their clients, you know, without making them feel like, you know, like they don't know what they're doing. So it's very simple and it's a great question. Um, many electrical contractors make their living replacing lamps or ballasts as they fail. And they will say, I wanna just keep doing that. That's a great service call for me. I don't wanna end that cycle. So I'm not gonna introduce LED lighting because they last for so many years. Well, what I tell them all is if you don't do it, somebody else is going to come in to the account that loves you, that calls you whenever they have an emergency. They're going to just say, oh, he probably doesn't do that, my great electrician. And somebody's going to walk in there and the warehouse application is the best. And the reason for that are controls. Mm. You can turn lights off 
or down to 30% in so many aisles or areas that are not heavily traveled. And with sensors and other controls, they only come on when someone's in that aisle and then they go off. So of all sensors and controls are put on all the fixtures we sell, they're available for all the fixtures, but warehousing has the highest percentage of savings. Yeah, typically more savings, about more just money. the control. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could put controls on older technology product and still save energy. So I, actually what you mentioned is exactly what uh, I, I've, I've gone into facilities where I see the old lights and we're actually not there. We're not to that point. We have not been their electrical contractor for the other things. And we're actually there on a, on, on a lighting visit. And yeah. some of them have been smaller jobs, but when we've done the smaller jobs, we, while we're there, we also tell them, Hey, by the way, we do industrial work. We do this work. We do that work. I've, I've been asked, well, why didn't our electrician bring up this lighting option? And the only thing I can, I can say is I, I, I'm, I'm unfortunately, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know, but, uh, um, it's exactly that I've heard from many guys who say it's like, Oh, that's a service call. I get, you know, three times a year. Um, and obviously I put this led light. I, I won't, I won't see them again for 10 years, 12 years, you know, but what I've, what I've told the guys that I've encountered on this conversation, I've told them, yeah, but you actually, what you did is you gained a customer for life because you never know that person can refer you to someone else. Or if something else comes up, it's going to be like, Oh yeah, this guy, you know what? I trust this guy. He saved me a lot of money, right? Yeah. Uh, on your previous podcast, you mentioned the, the, your resi background. And so quite interesting. I worked with an electrician who went into um, a business owner into his home to do some work. And he did a great job. He was clean. He gave him fair pricing, just did a beautiful job. And the homeowner said, you know, I have a business in North Jersey. It turned out it was a massive facility. It was a, they had three warehouses. One of them was 400,000 square feet. And he said, you know, I'd like you to come in. And he went in and he became their in-house electrician. And then he was probably there two years and brought me in and said, you know, can you take a look at this lighting? I think we could help them save some money. Well, they had 30 foot plus ceilings. They are 33 feet with 1000 watt oh my God. fixtures. <laughs> and there was uh, hundreds of them. There was, I think, 270. Um, and so it's a very large product. They got a very large rebate. It was great work for this electrician. But again, prior to that, we did the parking lot lights too. It was he would get calls every couple months. Hey, you know, there's six now high bay lamps out. Can you replace them or ballasts? And he knew he was going to lose that. But we did a project about $180,000. One shot. Great project for everybody, as I said. Yeah, the end user, electrician, ourselves, yeah, or manufacturer. Yeah, that, that's what, I, that, that's what way, I found. Yeah, that, that's what I found about these jobs, right? That, that they're not just a win for, for the client or for the distributor vendor or the contractor, it's everyone's winning. The contractor got a, was able to secure a, a project of, of size. The vendor was able to secure a, a, a sale of size. And ultimately the client, not only is he getting a, a, a 
almost like a giant facelift to to the uh, to, to the uh, environment that he's got. But he's also they they're also going to receive a huge chunk of money back from the state or or on a rebate if there's a rebate available, and, or at the very least a huge chunk in savings uh, from the utility right from not spending the amount of electricity they used to and 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 the, the best part of all that it's it's a if you really look at it from a business perspective is a it's the savings that's created year 1 year 2 year 3 year 4 year 5 it just keeps compounding on itself and if obviously someone's business savvy they can take that amount of money that they're saving and do something really cool with it just on the lighting right yeah and many building owners like you mentioned the word environment um, like the environment, the uh, reduced environmental impact that they have on society. You know, they're requiring less power for their buildings and there's less environmental um, issues that they're creating in their, on their footprint. Many love that. Um, that facility that I mentioned, by the way, that large facility, I just thought of it now, was they were adding some conveyors, they had to upgrade their transformer. They needed more power. They were going to upgrade their service. But by hmm. dramatically reducing their lighting demand, they were able to use their existing distribution. Huge savings. Wow. You don't even see well, that on the ROI originally. That just keeps just you just keep seeing money coming yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. That is something that wasn't on the ROI. They yeah. they couldn't even nobody would even think ever think of that but it's a fact so so now so now bringing the the you know the um obviously the current times we're in uh what what do you see uh led do being able to do right now like where, where do you see it uh where do you see it now and perhaps where do you see it going you know well the only thing that we could see in the near future there's probably another technology that's coming that we don't know about but it will be years off. But what we are seeing are increased lumens per watt. So fixtures that were 100 lumens per watt, which is far greater than HID sources, are now approaching 180 and 200 lumens per watt. I do have fixtures that are 200 lumens per watt. So we will continue to see that um, expand. So basically what you're saying is we're getting more light output at a lower wattage, so even more savings, right? Well, using the existing wattage, you are getting yeah, more light output. Correct. So, okay. so yeah, you can use a lower powered fixture to light up uh, the same area. So, so that okay. is happening today and has been happening and will continue to improve. There are great chip manufacturers. Um, LumaLeds and Osram have the best and they keep improving that technology there um, and that my vendors use epicor they use osram they use these chips again they use the best chip for the application uh, so there is a lot of thought that goes into this uh, whole scenario so so we we talked a lot about obviously manufacturing facilities and warehouses because to me i i believe that is where everyone wins right um but now there is another area that I think is it's been kind of a been put to the side, and I believe it also has to do with the current times we're in, obviously, right? But what do you see in the commercial area? Because obviously, all the new construction jobs we do, 
we don't see fluorescent lighting. It's all LED stuff. So obviously and uh, architects yeah. and engineers uh, are taking all the, basically our whole conversation and, and uh, having it, having it on their, on their minds when they're designing a new office space of some sort. Right. But what about the current uh, commercial office that's out there? And, and again, I'm asking this question from this current situation that we're in, obviously a year uh, into co a year, a little year and a little bit into COVID and, and we're seeing the uh, light at the end of the tunnel already. Right. We're probably going to be close to this, this new normal. Right. But what, what are you seeing out of that? Like, uh, is there any, um, is there any, pains that these uh commercial owners are having and when i say commercial i'm gonna say it's like an office building of some sort right, right. you know right. um so yeah to your point there are less tenants looking for space today and there are many facilities that have a lot of open space um lighting has always been a draw if a customer if your client's taking a couple of floors and you could tell them we have state-of-the-art lighting where you're going to pay 50% less. That's a great selling point. Um, in our market, uh, we have so many warehouses in New York and New Jersey and factories that commercial buildings, while there are many, it's a small percentage of our business. It could be 10 or 15%. And in many cases, they are just putting LED tubes and walking away. Um, a lot of the architects that designed commercial buildings 10 and 20 years ago put very high-end fixtures in those buildings. And so, you know, we do have flat panels and troughers, uh, center basket troughers that are very nice. And if you want to upgrade and make your place look nicer, they're very affordable. They may attract your customers. Why would I want to rent from this commercial real estate property owner versus this one? You know, maybe they addressed parking lots and security. I've been in parking lots. I don't know if you have where those HID light sources are barely putting out light and you women and sorry, of course, men walk out to their car and they have to be afraid because they don't know what's in the environment. They can barely see. People have told me, in the past, I would drop my keys and I couldn't even see them on the ground. Now we light up this parking lot. And if you're a building owner and you could promote great energy savings, advanced security, if you have cameras, that yellow light that we're looking at back there really doesn't work very well with cameras. When you improve and have four and 5K uh, light sources, you can see very clearly. So there's a lot to it. So Again, yes, uh, commercial during the pandemic has been slow. We do, we do it. We have some new products, uh, door frame kits, that's, where that's... basically you're leaving the ballast in the, in the ceiling. Uh, you're, you're disconnecting the ballast, leaving the fixture in the ceiling, running the power directly to the door frame, putting it in. Uh, and it's a great labor savings product. We have designs that, it will look, it is a flat panel or a second uh, center basket. So it's got a great look. It's all new technology. Last, like you said, 10, 12, 15 years. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great offer right there because in, the way I've been approaching some, because obviously this is still, I mean, really brand new, like what, what's going to happen with, uh, you know, getting past COVID. 
Um, but addressing the commercial side, office side, um, I've actually brought up some of these uh, ideas, like these uh, retrofit troffers you speak about, because you're right, a lot of these architects 10 years ago or even five years ago designed as, probably 10 years ago, they designed these uh, super expensive fluorescent fixture that it's just completely outdated. And, and depending on where you're at, and obviously because of the situation that you're in right now, it might not be a, a, a good idea to invest so much money into retrofitting this space uh, to get it rented. But we actually have these troffer door frame kits, you said, where you literally make it look brand new using the exact thing you have, minimizing the uh, garbage. To me, that's the biggest thing you save is, is minimizing the, uh, the amount of garbage that's going out and the labor, the labor of actually taking the exact, you know, that fixture down, packing it up, you know, dismantling it, and then putting the new one up. To me, that's where I, I believe there is opportunity uh, for these business owners out there or these real estate owners that perhaps uh, may want to make their office space a little bit more appealing than the next guys, right? Because I think that's what's going to happen. I, I, tr I do believe people will go back to their offices, but like everything is going to create a whole nother market and people are going to be competing for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, and that is a great point, the removal of waste. So where you were taking this whole fixture down, what we do recommend, disconnect the ballast and properly dispose of that ballast. There are toxic materials in that, get that out of the building. It's relatively easy. They're small. You can throw them in a pan and bring them outside. If you've got three, 400 fixtures in a building or more, it takes up a lot of space. You're renting, you know, garbage pins, bins to store that. So yeah, it's a great point. Um, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's where that's where it is. And you touched on the, uh, on, on the parking lot lighting. Obviously parking lot lighting to me is like a whole nother animal. But again, that's, that's, where, that's where a lot can be done as well. Um, the fixtures. Yeah, we, you know the fixtures like you i know we briefly touched on it before the poles don't, don't get removed the pole gets stay the pole stays right where it's at it's more just the uh the head gets taken off we've done a ton of those where we literally just remove the heads and put new heads on um place i mean we did a, a shopping center i think a couple months ago in uh i mean i think they had about 16 lights or 18 lights it wasn't a very big job but uh i think it was like nine of them were out it's like this place was like it, it like nobody knew this this shopping center is open right uh, during yeah. during the night i guess and it like back to like you know it's dangerous if anybody goes there i think there's like a laundromat there uh people were saying it's scary coming out you know and and yeah. since we live in in uh in the northeast you know it gets dark here at 4 30 in november so mm -hmm. really for a long part of the day it's dark right and like so what you have cameras the camera can't see in the dark so uh, well, we when we put these new lights, it was, it was it was amazing. Even even the tenants, even through this COVID thing, the tenants that were there were like, "Wow, what a difference!" It actually brought people in, even if it's just to like you know pick up a pick up food or one is one is like a little shopping center thing, like a like a supermarket. People going in feeling okay, you know. It was it was a very interesting feedback we got from the man the building managers. Uh, which again, they're they're now implementing this same strategy throughout their uh, throughout the other properties they 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 handle. So yes, parking lot lighting is another huge place to to uh, to be able to implement this system. Yes, it's it's very big for us. And what I will say, more outdoor than indoor, but we do it for both. 
um, is we do a lighting layout. So if you gave me the, the, the address, we could do a Google Earth survey, and then we do a nighttime rendering. So you could actually see what it, how many foot candles you will have and just how bright it will be. Because if you think about it, when you're going to do it, you're going to bring a bucket truck. So we don't do a lot of sampling. We gladly will, but most customers don't want uh, to pay to have somebody come in and put a sample. And we would give the sample at no charge, but there's a cost associated with that. The lighting layouts show the part number, the foot candles, what it looks like. And it always looks great. And, you know, we do many, many projects and it's very rare. I, I actually, I've never had anybody say this didn't meet our expectations. It always exceeds their expectations. hundred percent, hundred percent. So what, one of the, one of the last things I wanted to touch on this conversation was, um, was something I saw on your website, which, which I've been I have been asked a couple times in the last three or four years. Uh, I believe we've sold maybe two or three through very specific vendors that the architects called out, but it's a solar, uh, solar uh, lighting poles, right? Um, sure. and, and the times that they've been mentioned to us was because the cost of getting electricity out to this specific area was just too high, right? Yeah. Um, what have you seen? I mean, I, I, I saw the company that, that you guys uh, rep for and just wanted to kind of pick your brain on it, you know? So it's a dramatically growing business for us, but it is small. Um, but, you know, I did some wall packs today for a distributor. And interestingly enough, it was exactly what you said. There is no way to get power to a portion of a building. And so they put for they're a little bit more money, but to run power. What we're also seeing, and I have sold area lights, is, you know, if someone's got a parking lot for a business, they hire more people, they need another 40 spaces, and they cut out park, you know, land and prepare a parking lot to trench um, power is very expensive. And now they just stick the pole to ground. Technically, you could take a 20-foot piece of galvanized pipe and stick it in the ground and with a slip fitter mount an area light that gives you up to 250 watts that we, that company that I do represent, uh, Solara Solar, is going to have a 400 watt equal very shortly. We have a hybrid unit. So if somebody just wants energy savings, it will work off of the panel. But if there's cloudy days for a week, which we could have here in the Northeast, it would then draw on the utility to get those panel uh, to get that light. That, that's the one that actually I found interesting on the the, the hybrid one. I yeah. mean, they're both to me the uh, to touch on the, the the solar part that we've worked on. It was a uh, one was like a parking deck where they turned their their top area uh, didn't have enough lighting, but it's a parking deck. How are they going to add more lighting? I guess I don't know. The designer never didn't 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 put enough light poles in there and at night it obviously is dark and it's a top deck it has nothing above so how do we add more lighting without having to do trenching and or have to do core drilling and they didn't want to go through any of that so the uh the the, the lighting consultant literally came up with uh adding four solar poles and it was so new to us this was like probably three years ago we were like researching this thing and and ultimately exactly what you just said it was literally drilling a, a, a plate into the into the concrete 
putting a piece of galvanized steel that was painted black and putting this head on it. I mean, it worked amazing. I, I thought it was, yeah. I was like, holy crap, this is a, this is, this is something that could work in, in certain, obviously certain applications, you know? Um, but again, it, I think it's going to be like we talked earlier, it, it's going to be driven more by um, the environment it's getting installed into. Uh, but the one I found interesting is the hybrid one. So, so is that actually, is it, can, what is the, uh, I mean, it's very early probably, but what is the uh, savings of anything as far as like, okay, we take an actual head out and we put a, you know, if the customer is going to replace, let's say a part, like a shopping center again, like we were talking about, and they take their head out and they put this head in. Um, what is there, has there been any studies on the actual savings? I, you know, I can't answer that. Right. Um, but yeah, there would be savings because if you're using the, the sun to store that energy, they have batteries and store the energy and power those heads throughout the day. Um, and then only use drawing utility power when we, you know, need it because of lack of sun. If, you know, in the winter we could have snow and rain for a week at a time and you're only going to get about 50 hours typically of stored energy. So, um, that's so, not yeah. bad. That's not bad though. 50 hours of stored energy. So if you're right, if well, we, so we they have, there's different settings. The greatest is about 50 hours, but that's after receiving a really strong full day of charging. And you could go three, four and five days without the batteries being charged. So what we're seeing more uh, non-critical lighting, we are getting the solar applications, but then with that product, it could be a critical application because there will always be adequate lighting, full light. Correct. So, so uh, cost-wise, is there, is there, I mean, obviously there's going to be cost more because of the batteries. Uh, if I was going to put a percentage on it, um, I would say it's probably double. And okay. in some cases, you know, wall pack was probably triple. It's not a lot of money, but you're never powering. You're not running power and you're never spending any money for electricity. Have you seen any, so, at least in New Jersey, have you seen any rebates for that? The only thing that we have had rebates now on is the hybrid. It is DLC approved. Oh. And there are rebates for that, but no, if you're not, if it's a strictly solar, there are no rebates. Okay. Interesting. Because yeah, they're I not making I, I any that's money. A, that's, that's, yeah. a, <laughs> that's a pretty uh, cool option, especially depending on, you don't know who the end user is and what their, uh, you know, what their needs may be, right? Just to present yeah. them as a. It's as all a niche. We get a call. Somebody's got a sign they want to illuminate. They don't have power. So it's small quantities um, and it, it's a small, small percentage of our business today. It will grow. California, where they have sun, you know, yeah, yeah, all day, yeah. every day, Arizona, maybe Texas, bigger market already. The Northeast um, starting early. will be small for, for awesome. Awesome. Man. That, hey, I think you, I think we've, uh, we've, we've really uh, opened up the, uh, the subject to a lot of people, you know. Um, even people that perhaps are in California or, or in New Mexico or in Arizona, Texas, where yeah. maybe they didn't even know about this, you know, maybe they didn't even realize that this could be an option. Right. And so, you know, my vendor has reps throughout the country um, that will help them with the best product for their applications. And uh, I just, it's important to know that ours is commercial grade. You can go to a big box store online, buy 
solar product. You don't get the light output. The batteries don't last. This is, when you're buying Solaris Solar, a commercial grade product that you know, they stand behind all their claims. Yeah, that, that, that's a great point because everything we talked about today was uh, commercial grade uh, lighting, yes. right? We're not talking about, you know, big box. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It, it's just, it's, it, there is a difference to the two, right? Yes. Awesome, awesome. So listen, uh, there's so much information we share today. Um, I, 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 I'd like to thank you, uh, Alan, for joining us and, 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 um, and joining me actually on this conversation yes. and, uh, I think I've learned a little bit here, uh, you know, and I think we've more importantly, we've, we've uh, been able to uh, offer some light to this, this very wide subject to, to whoever, to, to the listeners. Right. So if you have anything else to say at all, there's one other market that is okay. also new to us and you will have to decide if it's something that you find you're getting asked for, but because of the pandemic, uh, we are now representing a UVC manufacturer called LumaCleanse. And we have products where a relatively inexpensive product can clean in one hour a 300 square foot room and kill every germ, bacteria, coronavirus, everything. Um, uh, we have a 2000 square foot tower, um, and again, they're relatively inexpensive, and that line is expanding. They have an air purifier, um, but you know, I don't know if your customer base is calling. But it is good for you know, you know, you actually, I, I completely missed that because I did have that thing to speak about. Then, I, and you're oh. absolutely right. I actually had a vendor reach out to me about a month ago, um, and and I, I actually buy explosion proof stuff from him, and he actually sent me a, a new line that they were selling now, um, you know, XP rated UV lighting. Right. And, and I've seen it in the last like eight months, I visited a couple jobs where I've overheard right from other contractors where uh, at jails, they were beginning to install this UV lighting. Um, and, and last week I was at a meeting where I actually brought it up. I actually brought it up cause I told them, listen, I know you guys are always looking to, uh, to, to better your, better your, your, your building and your environment. Uh, it was a facility that stayed open the whole time through Corona. Uh, obviously they're going to, they've been, they, they were open full time. I'm going to say maybe like 60%. They're going to probably ramp up. It's a 24 hour facility. And I kind of brought it up to them. Like, Hey, you know, have you thought about this UV, uh, you know, through maybe through your door entrances and, or maybe high areas, high traffic, uh, cafeteria, like they're low ceiling cafeteria areas. Right. Um, and I, I brought it up to them. They actually were, they did not, they did not even realize that this is a market yet. Right. So absolutely. I think this is a brand new market and who knows where it's going to go. I I've seen some stuff. I, um, I actually visited a school. My son, my son, we were looking for a, a, a new high school. Uh, he, he's actually going to go to high school next year. And we were visiting a school, I'm going to say about a month ago. And I remember we couldn't go into one, into the, uh, into the gym uh, because it was being UV sanitized. They had like oh, a, they had like a yeah. tower in there and it's like, oh, it's going to be yeah. closed for an hour. That was pretty cool. Yeah. We've seen it, uh, daycare where kids are coming in and out and, just in general, kids bring in germs, you know, forget about coronavirus. And it was an electrician that said they were asked, they had nine rooms and they bought these inexpensive portable towers, not nine, they bought a couple and um, 
you know, shut a room down and clean and um, hotels. I mean, you know, with a different tenant coming in, in some cases every day, as the maids are preparing the room, they leave after they clean a room, they put a tower in, they go on to the next room or two, when they finish that room, they go back after they've disinfected the first room and grabbed it and put it in the next room they just cleaned and wow. moved down. So wow. one or two could do an entire floor of a hotel. And again, it's all about that. Now you're promoting to your guests. We are killing germs and bacteria. It's a whole nother, a whole nother, a whole nother market. A whole nother yeah. market. Amazing. And you're right. This is going to be something, you know, as people go out, even like you said, restaurants, you know, at the end of the night, they can, you know what they're cleaning, throw on that UV tower. One more thing to be able to tell your, uh, your patrons like, hey, guess what? We're on top of things. You know, we want you to come back to our restaurant and and listen. This is what we do on a nightly basis to get it ready for you guys. So yeah, hundred. I, I had an electrician come to me. It was a great idea, but it seemed very expensive. And frankly, I don't think he bought the product from one of our distributors. But he was he was uh, requested from a bar owner. Would he come in and do it nightly? And at the time, we only had that three hundred square foot product. I said, you'd either have to buy a bunch of them or keep coming back every hour in the middle of the night. You'd have to hire people at that time. Now we do have a 2000 square foot tower. You still may have to put a couple in, but you come in in one hour, you they're on timers. So you set it up, turn, set the timer and you leave. You don't have to go back. Wow. So, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's a completely uh, another market that who knows that we, uh, you know, this, this Corona actually, you know, created because it's, I, to me, it's probably going to be around for a while. So um, yeah, yeah. definitely I'm if you're out there and you think you need uh, some information on this or you want some more information, definitely just, you know, shoot us a, a response, shoot us a question and, and, and we'll send you what we have, right? We'll send you uh, the information we have. I can even send you, I'll have, I'll have Alan's contact info on this thing. So for sure, just, uh, if you have questions regarding any of these things, you know, uh, definitely send them over. But uh, I, again, I'd like to uh, thank Alan for joining us and, and going over uh, an array of, of, uh, of, of, of information on, on LED lighting and applications, right? Um, and as always, you know, thank you for listening, right? And if any of this information uh, is, is valuable to you, you know, hit that subscribe button. As always, remember to share with someone that may also want to hear this or necess or more, more importantly, need to hear this. So feel free to comment. And uh, as always, catch you on the next one.